Welcome to Bible Platform, a half-hour radio broadcast ministry with Reverend Hansen Metal, the General Overseer of Christian Worship Center. Stay tuned and you will be blessed. Your Praise and glory be to the Lamb of God who was and is and evermore shall be. May his name be praised. May his grace abound. May he continue to enlighten us even as we study his word. In Jesus' name I have prayed and call it done. Amen. Friend, welcome to Bible Platform. Once again, I'm your friend, Pastor Hansi Metal. I have a word to share with you and I'm continuing my series on the topic, The Church That Jesus Christ Is Building. If you are tuning in for the first time today, we've been talking about the church that Jesus Christ is building. There are so many denominations all over the world today. It's good for the kingdom of God. After all, there are so many drinking spots. So why not? The creator of the the whole world has the right to occupy as much space as he likes. And so there should be no problem about that. The problem arises or the issue arises when we look at the adulteration and the infiltration of charlatans people who for their own sake what they will get out of it are using the name of jesus christ to trade instead of preaching the gospel and bringing souls into the kingdom of god now our responsibility on bible platform is not to critique anybody's work our responsibility like paul told timothy he said Make sure that you you teach right doctrine so that you can save both your hearers and yourself. So we, as much as possible, that God gives us the grace, will continue to teach the unadulterated word of God as taught and practiced by the early church. So that's where we are. The church that Jesus Christ is building. So that you will be able to identify, wherever you find yourself, you will be able to identify any gathering, whether they are a true reflection of the church that Jesus Christ is building, and that will inform you what decision to take, whether to be a part of it or not to be a part of it. Now, this is very serious because your eternal destiny is at stake. In today's study, we're going to look at the church in the context of what Jesus and the apostles have said regarding his militancy. The church that Jesus Christ is building is not a weak church. It's a militant church. But that militancy, unlike in the Old Testament, is not physical. It's not in the physical realm. It's not in the physical realm. That's why Jesus Christ boldly said to his captors that he he has the capacity to command angels But he wouldn't do that because his kingdom is not of this world. So we're making some journey and we are being confronted and will continue to be confronted with opposition from all angles. We need weapons because we are in a fight. But the fight we are involved in as a church, as the called out ones, as God's chosen people, like I've already said, it's not like the Old Testament kind of fight where God's people use physical weapons. Our fight is a spiritual fight. 
Because remember Jesus said to the woman of the world that the time is coming when those who worship shall worship in spirit and in truth. So there's been a phasing out of expressing that worship of God in all its forms, including its military power in the physical realm. Now it is manifested more in the spirit realm. So Paul writing to the church in Corinth, Paul writing to the church in Corinth said this, and I'm quoting from 2 Corinthians chapter number 10, the verses 3 to 5. Paul wrote, For though we walk in the flesh, we do not war after the flesh. Why? For the weapons of our warfare, verse 4, for the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds, casting down imaginations and every high thing that exalted itself against the knowledge of God and bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. Praise God. Now, so here is very clear. The verse 3 says, For though we walk in the flesh, in other words, though we live in this physical body, we do not war after the flesh. We do not fight with this physical body. It continues in the verse 4 to describe something very important. It says, for the weapons of our warfare. So, you can't be part of the body of Christ, the church that Jesus Christ is building, and refuse to fight. By the essence of our fight, the dynamics of our fight, is not physical. So, it's funny. When they tell you to bring Cain, to church. So you're going to cane the devil. It's funny. When you, you take it on, on a human being, and you want to fight somebody physically, I mean, that doesn't wash. That is not the, the kind of church that Jesus is building at all. The spirit of Christ has no place for physical strife. He is the prince of peace. And he does his things on the platform of peace. God can force everybody to worship him. He doesn't do that because he has given us free will. And so as we move from the Old Testament into the New Testament, we see a shift from physically fighting for a physical Jerusalem and a physical nation like ancient Israel. Now the fight is in the spirit. And so the church that Jesus Christ is building, the believers that Jesus Christ is gathering unto himself, are called to stand and fight spiritually. And Paul continued to say that this fight involves the use of weapons that are not carnal. They are not physical. They are spiritual. The weapons that the church is using are spiritual weapons. These are weapons of prayer. These are weapons of fasting. These are weapons of Casting down strongholds, coming against Satan. You may be sitting somewhere very quietly, but inside of you, you can do warfare and affect the atmosphere in which you are. You don't need to run away and say that because somebody has witchcraft. Because, well, if you don't have nothing doing there, God is not sending anybody to go to somebody's shrine and go and destroy his things. That's not our call. Our call is to appeal to men and women to come to a saving knowledge of Jesus Christ. And because they are captives of Satan, the devil is not going to sit down, 
fold his arms and watch us come to harvest souls from his vineyard. He's going to fight back with everything within him. And the fight is going to mount against the church that Jesus Christ is building. It's not a fight that we can take on by using physical weapons. You don't take a gun and, and, and say you are taking a demon out of somebody and shoot the person. You go to jail. You go to jail. That is not the church Jesus Christ is building. Jesus even dared to say one time that if somebody slaps you on the left cheek, turn the other cheek to that person. You see, so if I follow Jesus sometimes, or let me say all of the times, that doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense in quotes because the human mind, the way the human mind works, tit for tat, that is mosaic. Jesus Christ introduced grace and truth. And in that context, initiated us into a warfare that is spiritual and not physical. So if somebody tries to encourage you to take somebody on physically, as a child of God, you need to take a stand because that is not the church that Jesus Christ is building. Every fight that we are involved in is in the realm of the spirit. And that's what Paul wrote here. That the weapons of our warfare. We are in a warfare. But he said that the weapons that we are using in this warfare are not carnal. They are not physical. But they are mighty. The weapon of prayer is mighty. The weapon of fasting is mighty. In Mark chapter 9, for instance, when Jesus Christ came down the mountain and the nine that he left behind were trying to heal a boy who had some demons tormenting him, Jesus Christ came on the scene and asked them, what is happening? They said, a man came forward. He said, my son is healed, but I brought him to your disciples and they have not been able to cast out the demons that are tormenting my child. After Jesus cast out the demons, very interesting. The apostles came to him and asked him why they couldn't do it. Now, if you check Mark 9, 29 from the King James Version, this is what Jesus said. The type that you are dealing with does not come out except by fasting and prayer. It's not a matter of buying a cane and saying you are whipping demons out of somebody or cutting somebody with a knife and say you are casting out demons. That is not our style. That is not our, our place. That is not the church that Jesus Christ is building. We are not to use little weapons, physical weapons to attack people because they don't belong to our faith. There is no reason to force anybody to become a follower of Christ. Christ never did that. And we are not to do that. We are not to do that. We are in a fight. Hallelujah to the Lamb of God. Now let me read another scripture to you. In Luke chapter 10, it says, Sending out the 72 disciples to go out and preach the gospel. And when they came back, look at Luke 10. I'm reading from the verse 17. This is the report that they, they brought. The 72 returned with joy, saying, Lord, even the demons are subject to us in your name. The demons are subject to us in your name. Friend, beloved, let me tell you that there is no other name under the sun, under the earth, in the heavenlies. That Satan and his demons respect, 
other than the name of Jesus. The other day somebody was discussing with me and he said, it's not called Jesus, it's called Yeshua. And I said, that doesn't mean anything at all. If I'm going to call God in my local language, I call God Nanyongo. He's still God. You can tell me because I didn't call him Yahweh. It depends on who you are referring to. So for instance, if you are in the States, you may be talking to somebody about what we in Ghana probably may refer to as the boot of a car. You confuse the American because he doesn't know about boot. He knows about trunk of a car. Does it mean because I call it boot, it doesn't mean that is it? Listen, the name of the Lord is a strong tower, defensive force. The writers run into it and they are safe. Choose to call it in its Hebrew form, English form, whatever form, Jesus Christ is still Jesus Christ. And at the mention of that name, whether in Hebrew is still Jesus Christ and is still powerful. He knows when he's the one you are calling. He knows when he's not the one you are calling. Amen. And Jesus Christ doesn't get offended because you call his, his Hebrew name in his English form or Greek form. Come on. Let's get serious. This thing is deeper than praying with words. You are listening to the Bible platform with Reverend Hanson Metal. Don't go away. We will be right back. Tune in to the Bible platform with Reverend Hanson Metal. This and every Tuesday from 5 a.m. to 5.30 a.m. on Sunny 88.7 FM. And your life will never be the same again. God bless you. Welcome back. The message continues. And so back to track. They said the demons are subject to us in your name. The church that Jesus Christ is building draws its power from the name of Jesus. Beloved, that is why we even find false prophets using that name. Because they know. Because they know. Now, if somebody is going to deceive you, let me sidetrack a bit. If somebody is going to deceive you, he doesn't come to you immediately telling you a lie. He, he begins with truth, something you will believe, and then hide the lie. That's the way the devil works. The devil doesn't come with horns and this thing. The Bible calls him Lucifer. The word Lucifer is loose from the word lucid, bright, beautiful. So when the devil is coming, he's coming like he's one of us. And all through history, those that the enemy has used to fight the church, right from the day of Jesus Christ, have been those inside the team, not outside the team. So God is straight. The name of Jesus Christ will never lose his power. Is this impossible? It is impossible. Because that name is the name of God manifested in flesh. Jesus, the anointed one. The Christos, that is what makes the difference. The anointed one. So they said, even the demons. Why did they say even demons? That tells us that 
they feared demons so much, they respected demonic power so much, they knew they could not take out demons by themselves. At least they could believe that certain things they could do. But for demons to bow when they mentioned the name of Jesus, they were amazed. So they came to Jesus saying, even the demons, even the demons are subject to us. But they were careful to add that they were subject to us, not because of our own power, not because of our own strength, but they were subject to us in your name. Praise the name of the Lamb of God. And then scripture records in verse 18 that Jesus said to them, I saw Satan fall like lightning from heaven. Beloved, if the church will unite, if we will be faithful, obedient, focused, speaking with one voice, derobing ourselves of pride and and. I am senior prophet and I am this and I am that and you don't know me. Let me tell you what. If we will humble ourselves, the devil is no match. We will not even need to waste our time on him. The more we grow in grace and the indwelling spirit takes residence in us, the devil will have to find his space somewhere else. Then that scripture that says that greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world will be a truism. But as at now, we quote that scripture. And yet, we see Christians running around everywhere. They said he's here. Yeah, this is the latest place. I mean, it's, and we don't even know what we have. But it takes the collective effort of the church. Every single saint of God born of the spirit filled with the spirit to manifest the church that jesus christ is building including you if you have given your life to jesus christ and accepted him as your lord and personal savior so jesus said i saw satan fall like lightning from heaven then listen to the verse 19 the verse 19 of luke 10 jesus said behold in other words Take note, I have given you authority to tread on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy. So we have an enemy. Get it clear in your mind. We have an enemy alive and well. Alive and well. I give you power. I give you authority. Jesus himself said that. So, when we talk about the church that Jesus Christ is building, everyone in that church or belonging to that church, that's the body of Christ, has been given power to walk upon snakes and serpents and not some of the power of the enemy, but all the powers of the enemy. Whenever you are in the lane that God has assigned to you and you are doing what God has called you to do, when you are fulfilling your destiny, and you are not being lazy in your prayer life, and you, on a daily basis, are cultivating your relationship with Jesus Christ, you must be assured of this one fact, that no weapon formed against you shall prosper. Because God cannot lie. He says, I have given you power. I have given you authority. 
to tread on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy and nothing shall hurt you. And nothing shall hurt you. Nothing means nothing. We fear where and when we shouldn't fear because we are not living the life that glorifies God. Beloved, I don't care what theology anybody brings along. If you mess up with the grace of God, you will not live to tell your story. Check out from Sapphira and Ananias. If you mess up with the grace of God. And that is what is happening in some, some of these circumstances where we chicken out and are not able to stand out for the glory of God. Because the life we are living contradicts the call unto Christ. He says that we should walk as or live as children of the light. He's thrown it to us. Now, if you and I chose not to do that, but to walk in the darkness or to live in the darkness, in fornication, adultery, pornography, we feed our spirit man with all that is filth and unholy, and then stand up the next moment and we say we're going to take out the devil. We're joking. We are joking. Because you see, if you are under my authority, practically speaking, you are under my authority. It doesn't matter what you go telling people. It doesn't matter what you confess. If I am one in charge of you, you are playing according to my rules. You can fight me and win. And that is the problem. When we say that we have given our lives to Jesus Christ, we want the goodies of life. So we seek for those who tell us things that will eat our ears. We want everything fast, fast. We don't want to make any sacrifices. We don't want where we'll be told or taught how to pray for ourselves, how to launch out into warfare, how to do the works of God, which are mandatory, compulsory, by force for everyone who says, I commit my life to Jesus Christ. And yet, and yet, we expect God to feed us, protect us, provide for us. Man, I don't know what kind of father will tolerate that. I provide everything for you. You do nothing for me because I have given you grace. It doesn't wash. It is not biblical. We are in the fight. And when I say we, I'm referring to those who are serious with the call of God on their lives, who have accepted Jesus Christ as their Lord and personal Savior and understand that when we talk about the church that Jesus Christ is building, it is not defined by church doctrine. It is defined by biblical doctrine. I'm saying that because sometimes the kind of doctrines that we come up with are not sincerely speaking in tune with scripture. Dogma can never be doctrine. So we have to be careful. When you sin, you go to God. You don't go to a man. That is doctrine. The Bible says, when we confess our sins, God is faithful to forgive us unconditionally. So let's get this right. The church that Jesus Christ is building is a militant church. But that militancy it's not use of carnal weapons, not insulting people or doing things that are untoward. It is a decent church that fights spiritually through prayer, that fights spiritually through fasting, exercising faith, walking in the victory of the word to the glory of God. 
Now, this church is the salt and the light of the world. In Matthew 5, the verses 13 and 14, that's what the Bible says to us. Jesus said, you are the light of the world. You are the salt of the world. Now, these two words that he used, salt and light, are very informative. Because the salt and the light are no neutral forces. They are active forces. When light enters a place that is dark, the darkness must flee. When you put salt in something, maybe soup or stew, changes the taste. Now, that is militancy. So, you as a part of the body or the church that Jesus Christ is building must be one who, who creates an effect, positive effect in situations, in the lives of people. You are not neutral. You're not just floating, expecting goodies and just go to live life. You must make an impact because you carry within you the glory of God. You carry within you the message of the gospel. You carry within you the fullness of the Holy Spirit. And Bible says that where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is absolute liberty. And so when you move, God is moving by His Spirit within you. And wherever you go, you must create that positive impact. I'll come your way again, God willing, next week. We will be talking more about the church that Jesus Christ is building. Especially in this context of the church being a militant church, a conquering church. But not conquering with human weapons or physical weapons. But conquering with spiritual weapons. They can cut off our heads. But they can kill our spirits. Jesus said, don't be afraid of those who can kill your physical body. But they can't do anything about your soul. Our souls have escaped like a bird from the snare of the fowler Because of the blood of Calvary. God bless you. Your friend Pastor Ansimeto saying, have a wonderful day. And God willing, we'll come again talking gospel next week. God bless you. And bye for now. Bye. You have been listening to the Bible platform with Reverend Hansen Metal For prayers, counseling and answers to your questions contact Reverend Metal on 0244-239024 Thank you for listening Tune in next Tuesday Same time, God bless you Your